From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast, presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. It is Friday, February 18th, 2022. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Republican lawmakers are attempting to bypass the Ohio Supreme Court to get their legislative maps, previously ruled by the high court to be unconstitutionally gerrymandered, approved by a higher court. This morning, a lawsuit was filed in federal court asking the maps rejected by the Ohio Supreme Court be approved. The court threw out the previous two maps as unconstitutional and set a midnight deadline for today for a third set of maps. But after Democrats introduced an alternate map, Republicans shot that down, leading to the impasse. Governor Mike DeWine had this to say. We have an obligation to follow the Constitution. We have an obligation to follow the court order. And we have an obligation to produce a map. Ohio Secretary of State Frank LaRose is the state's chief elections official. He says boards of election around the state will find it hard to conduct a May primary if things aren't swiftly resolved. We need finality. We need to decide quickly between approving a map that the court can find acceptable or the legislature wrestling with the tough challenges of deciding to change the date of the primary. There's just there's no in between. Lawmakers adjourned just after 5 o'clock Thursday, still with seven hours until the deadline, because they could not come to an agreement on the state's new legislative maps. President Joe Biden made stops in Lorraine and Cleveland yesterday to announce that $1 billion will be invested in the Great Lakes Initiative. Mark Namick has the details. Similar restoration programs have already helped Lorraine's Black River, once nicknamed the River of Fish Tumors because of all the industrial toxins. But he said progress has been too slow. For decades, there was a lot of talk, a lot of plans, but very little progress. It was slow. That changes today. The money targets what government classifies as areas of concern, which include the Cuyahoga River and the Maumee River in Toledo. Reporting from Lorraine, I'm Mark Namick. Two people were found dead yesterday morning west of Toledo near Swanton. Melissa Andrews reports. The Lucas County Sheriff's Office is investigating a double homicide in Spencer Township. The Sheriff's Office says firefighters were called to a house fire on Berkey Road around 1045. Two people were found dead inside the house. Investigators say right now it looks like the fire is not what killed them, but the official word will come from the coroner's office after an autopsy. I'm Melissa Andrews. Storms and high wind have resulted in thousands of power outages being reported across Ohio. Dave James has more. As of 5 o'clock this morning, there were about 17,000 customer outages being reported in all areas of the state. Four counties were reporting more than 1,000 outages each, Cuyahoga, Jackson, Seneca, and Washington. None of them are adjacent to each other and span from the Cleveland area to Tiffin to Jackson to Marietta. Dozens of counties were reporting at least some outages, mostly across northern and southeastern Ohio. Dave James, I went in news. Ohio Department of Transportation vehicles are expected to be out in force this weekend, repairing potholes in some parts of the state and dealing with snow and ice in others. Olivia Eugenio says ODOT is asking drivers to stay alert around their employees and vehicles. When it comes to the number of snowplow trucks that have been hit since November. This winter in Ohio, we have had 35 of our snowplows that have been hit uh, across the state. That compares to 46 for all of last winter. And with ODOT already being down about 50 percent of its drivers. And it's not even just the shortage of drivers. You have to have the equipment for those drivers to drive. So if you encounter any sort of snow plow or emergency vehicle on the roadways, make sure to slow down and move over and don't drive with any distractions. In Columbus, Olivia Eugenio. 
Poultry farmers in Ohio are on high alert after a highly contagious strain of avian flu was found in other states. Clay Gordon reports. 29,000 turkeys at one Indiana farm have already been killed. A second farm in Indiana is currently undergoing testing. The USDA says a flock of chickens in Fulton County, Kentucky, and a backyard flock of mixed species birds in Virginia have also had positive bird flu results. The Ohio Poultry Association says state farmers are now under an enhanced surveillance program to make sure flocks are protected on a daily basis. They are working with the Ohio Department of Agriculture and veterinary teams to make sure flocks are free of disease. I'm Clay Gordon. Cleveland is hosting the NBA All-Star Game on Sunday night. More from ONN's Dave James. Activities run from today through the game Sunday night, and city leaders say it'll inject $100 million into the local economy. Governor Mike DeWine says these types of events are a big deal. This is a really a premier event. Uh, it's a world event, and we're just so delighted to have it back in Ohio again. Cleveland previously hosted the All-Star Game in 1997 and in 1981. For more info on the weekend's events, go to thisiscleveland.com. Dave James, I went in news. The format of the college football playoff will remain the same for now. Tracy Townsend has the latest. That four-team format will continue through the year 2025 season. The committee that manages the postseason failed to agree on a 12-team expansion before the current contract runs out. However, the board did agree to continue discussions about a new format that would take effect in 2026. I'm Tracy Townsend. U.S. health officials say a new subvariant of the COVID-19 Omicron variant is starting to spread across the country. Andrew Kinsey has more with a Columbus-area immunologist. Dr. Joseph Costado with Ohio Health says so far there's no evidence that the Omicron BA.2 is more severe than other variants, but he says it is likely twice as contagious as the original Omicron variant. It's likely here in Ohio, and as we de-escalate other mitigation recommendations like less mask wearing, it can very likely lower the rate of our decline from our Omicron surge. The CDC's most current data shows the Omicron BA.2 caused under 4% of cases in the U.S. last week. I'm Andrew Kinsey. And millions of individual Americans' immune systems now recognize the coronavirus and are primed to fight it off, either because they've been vaccinated or infected or both. One influential model looks at vaccinations, recent infections, and other factors to estimate that 73% of Americans are, for now, immune to Omicron, and that could rise to 80% by mid-March. But White House Chief Medical Advisor Dr. Anthony Fauci says... When you want to pull back and say we're done... Well, you know, the virus may not be done with us. So going down may be the right thing. Keep going down, pulling back. But you have to be prepared to remitigate again if you see a rebound coming up. There are still tens of millions of Americans who have not been vaccinated or infected. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network. 